Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. Now, independent TD uh, Verona Murphy from Wexford is calling on the government to think long and hard before they introduce a carbon budget next month. Significant rises in the cost of petrol, in diesel and in home heating fuels are expected to be part of the plans to address climate change. Deputy Verona Murphy uh, joins me. Good morning to you, Verona. Good morning, Patricia. And Good morning to your listeners. You're, you're very welcome. Only yesterday we had a flood of texts and calls in from listeners complaining about the price of petrol and diesel and how much it has gone up. Even just across this year, loads of people had price comparisons they could make with earlier in the year compared to, say, what you're paying today. Do you believe many people are struggling already to cover fuel costs? Absolutely. I mean, we would have had seen a drop in fuel prices during COVID when nobody required fuel because nobody was driving to work. People were at home in lockdown, etc. And since we've opened up significantly, the price of petrol and diesel has risen. Now, that's working off the same, possibly the same wage packet that you had whilst you were in lockdown. And people are having are finding that this is, you know, the cost of their fuel is going up. That takes that means the cost of getting to work is going up. But equally, when you equate that to the cost of transport and logistics, the delivery of goods has gone up. Therefore, everything that you put in your supermarket trolley has also gone up. So you'll find that your wage packet is not going as far. And the reality is energy costs are going up because of it in all sectors, home heating oil, mostly affecting the lower income earners. And that's a big concern. Now, I mean, the government can't do anything about the cost of the price of a, a barrel of oil on the, on the world market, but adding additional taxes and charges is within their remit. But is there an appetite within the government to help out struggling motorists and households? Uh, I can't see that there is. I mean, if we continue with the carbon duty that was passed in the last budget that would be passed on incrementally in each budget, we're really penalising those who don't have an alternative to using their car. Many parts of rural Ireland, Wexford itself here where I am is a rural county, 63% of its population lives in the country without 
any public transport. So I think, you know, driving, government will serve to drive the costs up even further. And, you know, it's cyclical on the basis that then people feel that they're not being paid enough or that their wages aren't going far enough because costs are not, they're not able to meet the rising cost and demand. So I think government needs to think long and hard about its climate uh, and carbon budget because what they have to consider implementing is policies that there's a reality to, you know, and that reality must be implementable and it cannot punish people to the point of where we're just going around in circles, costs keep rising, wages keep going up and Ireland becomes completely anti-competitive as a nation. Because do you accept that the government has to do something about climate change? Yeah, I do. I absolutely do believe that we need to reduce and control climate change. But there has to be, as I say, a reality to that. For instance, you know, the cost of moving goods has gone through the roof because of Brexit. We have direct ferries that are costing 50% more than what it was to use a Lambridge through the UK. On top of that, we have a shortage of drivers, which means wage costs are going up. And then diesel. So, I mean, if you add all of those things to the cost of transport, that has to be passed back to the consumer from the hauliers. So, government needs to look at how to curb cost, the increase of energy rising in the way that they don't add to that already by introducing, um, you know, maybe it should be that it's rebated to those who don't have an alternative. And that particularly is the transport and logistics sector. They have no alternative to diesel currently. Homeowners who travel to work and don't have a public transport alternative. You know, there are ways to look at this and that's what they need to do. Look at implementable, real policies. And we already pay so much, don't we, on every single litre of petrol and diesel that we buy. So much of that goes straight to the government. Absolutely. I mean, we as a nation in Europe are probably the only nation that have VRT on our cars. It's something that was supposed to be implemented for a short period of time. We've had it for many, many years now. You know, we have a high VAT rate compared to other parts of Europe. And as well as I say, our public transport network as outlined around rural Ireland, is not what it should be. So people have to continue to use their cars. And whilst there are incentives there for electric cars, we don't have the infrastructure around the country to support that. I mean, it's all fine and dandy to incentivise people to buy an electric car. But if there isn't a charging point or you're going to be stuck and unable to get home for the want of a charging point or that you're queuing for hours to use a charging point, That's not an incentive. If anything, it's a disincentive. So as I say, we need to stop putting the cart before the horse. We need to look at the reality of Ireland as a small economy, a small nation. What difference can these policies make? Yes, we have got to reduce and control. But there are many things. You know, we can remove toll barriers stop carbon emissions in relation, you know, to to fuel emissions. We can remove toll barriers for that to be done. We can move some, if not all, of the traffic out of Dublin Port, disperse it to regional ports around the country. Uh, You know, Ross Lair can be developed in that regard. We're concentrating too much in Dublin, causing these emissions, and then we're having to pay for it in the country. And I think that's something that they need to look at seriously. 
Okay, Dervlin, the city says three cheers for Verona Murphy. She's talking so much sense this morning. I hope the government are listening to her. And when you mention, thank you for that, Dervlin, when you mentioned uh, hauliers, of course, you're a former uh, president of the Irish Road Haulage Association. Just on, on a different subject, you're no doubt watching what's unfolding across the waters in the UK with the shortage of uh, drivers. Do we need to be worried here? We need to be worried. We need to be making preparation. Uh, government have time because we are not at the same level as the UK. They are a hundred thousand short. Uh, there's a hundred thousand shortage in the driver fraternity. Now we have a shortage. It is not at the stage where we can't collect milk. Uh, you know our shelves aren't empty. We do have petrol and diesel deliveries. But the reality is there is a shortage in the workforce. It has been muted for years. The government here have time to prepare. You know, I was proactive in the IRHA by setting up a driver training programme with the educational training boards, the ETBs. It's being rolled out around the country. Unfortunately, it is not fast enough. It is not in every ETB. And the numbers that they're catering for are not high enough to take care of this shortage. We need to look at short-term plans, and that would be to issue permit, work permit visas to those in the Ukraine and countries that are prepared to come here from outside of the EU and work in the short term. And it would be a short term measure. You know, people worry that, uh, you know, we bring in permit employees and then we pay to try and keep wages down. That doesn't happen. It, it is. We have the highest minimum wage in Europe and permits are a certain level of payment. So that is not what will re- be the result of bringing in permitted employees. The reason that's not happening at the moment is that the Department of Transport, in line with the RSA, have a significant difficulty in actually passing the licence of Ukrainian drivers. So there is no reciprocal arrangement that we would recognise their licence as the equivalent of an EU licence. But many countries in the EU are doing it. Ireland isn't. And the heads within the Department of Transport and the Department of Trade and Enterprise need to get a grip, get on point, get those permits issued and the licence recognised, or we will as a country be facing the very same as the UK because not only will they have a shortage of drivers but they will take our Irish drivers because they're now offering in excess of €100,000 to drivers uh, you know, to take up that, that's, uh, that employment. And I heard from somebody within the Irish Road Haulage Association on the TV uh, last week say the average age of our drivers, I think he said it was 57. Do we have a problem encouraging young people to take it up as a career. We do, and that is partly where the shortage is coming from. We have those who are retiring and not being replaced in the lower age echelons of those coming into the sector. Now, there's many, many young people, uh, men and uh, boys and girls, men and women, whatever, that want to join the sector but can't actually afford it. So the ETB programme is for those who have primarily left school or are on social welfare and they undertake that course for six months. But there's some who are working in jobs and would like to be able to undertake. They can't afford to leave their job, but they would like to undertake driving lessons for HGV and rigid vehicles. They just can't afford to do that. And I think government needs to go back to the basics. We have a problem here. It's been well flagged to government and previous governments for probably the last 
five to seven years, they need to sit up and take notice and make preparation and do not let this country run into the difficulties that the, that the UK are now in. Primarily, yes, those problems are caused by Brexit. But if Britain gets a cold, we equally can get the flu or vice versa. OK, listen, really, I can see a lot of people agreeing with you, particularly on the uh, carbon tax. I'll let you go because I know you've stepped out from a meeting and I do appreciate that. Thank you for that, uh, Verona, and thanks for joining us. Thanks, Patricia. Good morning to you. That is uh, Wexford Independent Dáil uh, Deputy uh, Verona Murphy. Heidi says, good morning, uh, Patricia. I agree with Independent TD Verona Murphy. We have to stop beating the same people and the motorists up all of the time with more of these taxes. It seems to be taxes, never ending uh, taxes. And another listener says, Hi Patricia, I was spending €60 a week just on petrol for my car to get me to and from work. It was getting too expensive. So I went away and bought a motorbike. I'm now only spending €20 a week on petrol. Happy uh, days. Well done and stay safe on that motorbike. It can work for some people. It can't work for everybody. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.